230-0980. Brian Robinson Jr. Sparkling of late here for the Washington football team. Based on the game plan, he has delivered in a big way for Washington. Just how important is number eight now to this football team? We can go as deep as five if you want. Certainly top three to five players of importance right now for the Washington football team. Before we get to the phones, real quick, who's your who's your most important guy on this football team right now? Right. It would help if I turn on my microphone. Mm-hmm. Right here, right now, I would say Jonathan Allen. 100% lockstep agreement with you. Really? Okay. I think he's the team MVP. I I absolutely agree. Number two, I, I, again, this is going to be fascinating. This is why I was thinking about this. Is it the quarterback, which it would be for almost every other team, right? And maybe the quarterback would almost be absolutely number one on this team. I don't think there's any question that Taylor Heineke, while important, based on what he brings, based on the consistency, based on the dominance of Jonathan Allen, you have to give Jonathan Allen the nod. But is he number two on your list? Meaning Heineke? No. He's not number two on my list either. Who is Mm -hmm. number two on your list? It's Brian Robinson Jr. Really? Okay. He's the bell cow now. Oh, boy. I like that. He's the bell cow now. I I, I agree with you. Based on how you're playing. I agree with you in terms of the bell cow part Mm -hmm. of it and, and the importance. Now, where I slightly disagree is I'm still going to put Terry McLaurin at number two. I understand that. That's and, and that's a respectful that's, like like disagreement. Yeah, that's not a how could you possibly think Brian Robinson I is think, number two because I, that's th- where I was kind of heading right. with this. And McLaurin is number three for me, but here's why. Brian is going to get more touches and chances to affect the football game, and quite frankly, Brian's work is more important to them getting Terry the football, certainly in the red zone, Certainly, with you know, plays in positive territory in the passing game where Terry can, you know, get down the field because Heineke is not throwing the ball 70 yards down the field to McLaurin, he needs a much shorter field to do that for McLaurin, which is fine. But to get there in between the 20s, Brian Robinson Jr., now to me, his production and getting four yards a carry or more is more important to what they're doing right now offensively, which then leads to Terry McLaurin being able to affect the game in plus territory, passing-wise, based on the quarterback's skill set. So that's one, two, and three for me. You want to go deeper? Yeah, uh, yeah, because I like this. So you're going with McLaurin, number three. Mm -hmm. I'm going with the same number one, John John Allen, uh, and we're just basically going to flip two and three. Okay. uh, Because I'm going to go with Brian Robinson, Jr., number three. Um, Again, I, I, I think... You know, we can all make different arguments and whatever. We both agree on John Allen. We both agree on the next two players. It's just, you know, one has a little bit more meaning, uh, I guess, than the other. Uh, Well, meaning might be strong. Um, Maybe a little bit more of a chance to make the team dynamic or successful. Um and 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 again, that's not to say that Brian Robinson can't be make them successful. He has, mm-hmm. but Terry has the ability to hurt you quicker, faster, bigger, more chunks, more. You know, like if you look at that first drive last year, uh, last week in the rain. Yes, Brian Robinson finishes it off with a fourteen-yard right flat screen and and the and just knocking the dude over inside the five. Got it. Terry starts that drive off, and, and and Heineke too, right? So Terry starts that off on a play-action 27-yarder, and it was a great throw, great job, great design, all of that um, by Scott Turner, great execution by Taylor Heineke. Uh, but, I mean, Terry sets that whole drive up for success. Uh, again, they needed more than just that. My point is, is Terry got them going mm-hmm. in the right direction. All right, so number four for you would be? I agonized here. I could go any number of ways. Honorable mentions at four to Benjamin St. Juice, to Ron Payne, Joey Sly, Ooh. and Tressway, mm-hmm. but Cam Curl. Ooh, I like Team that. is different defensively when Cameron Curl is on the field, especially with Cole Holcomb off the field. Curl's ability to 
make sure the defense is in the right place. His like versatility that. and what Jack Del Rio is able to do defensively. A lot of that is based on the quality that 31 has brought, despite being a late-round draft pick, third-day pick for this football team. Cameron Curl would be number four I like for that. me. All right, I'm going to go with one of the guys you bypassed but mentioned, Deron Payne. Mm-hmm. And you know you know that your boy wasn't a huge fan of Deron Payne coming into this year because of the inconsistency. Mm-hmm. He's been nothing but consistent this year. It's been phenomenal. I mean, I, like there's... He's earned every dollar that he will make next year. Right. So number four, yes. Which will be a lot He'll make a lot of dollars. So number four for me is Deron Payne, but I love number four for you. And I was thinking about that, but as a result, I'll put him at number five. Is that too much defense on my eyes to go? No, because the defense is why they're winning. Right, right. That's what I... The defense is why they're winning But that also means that for me, I don't know how you're going to go. Taylor Heineke is not my top five. Not me neither. Okay. Me neither, because I could go with any one of those other guys. Had St. Juice played last week, right? I probably would have put Benjamin there, but I'm going to put Payne at five. Okay. Um, it, again, it makes sense. The defensive unit needs to be acknowledged. That's why they're winning games because that group, after the first two weeks of the season, did a reboot and said, "Wait a minute, we have to be better." And their improvement has been extraordinary, which has allowed them to play a more conservative style of offense, mm-hmm. one that keeps Taylor Heineke in a great place. What no no interceptions last two or no sacks rather last two weeks for Taylor Heineke. Hadn't mm-hmm. been sacked. What happens when you don't get sacked? You stay on track. You can run the ball as much as you want because you're not behind on down and distance on the chains or anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, you know, that's the defense the, the defense is the personality of this football team. Right now, they deserve they deserve to have the acknowledgement in terms of those top five individual players. Um, and again, you could go any number of ways uh, with that. And I'll tell you, you know, unsung hero of this football team, it's been Tyler Larson because that 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 position was a turnstile. Oh, I agree. It was it was committing penalties. It was a turnstile, and Larson has solidified. That spot on the offensive line, and as a result, the entire unit now has had more cohesion, has played better, and that group is getting off the football right now, especially in the run game. They have been fantastic, and as I said, Taylor Heineke has not been sacked the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. So that offensive line has, like the defense, as the season has gone along, they have gotten better and better more cohesive, and they have played terrific football for this football team. So I, th- I think we're in a good spot. I, I think we're in a good spot there, and I think you could go any number of ways. It all depends on how you feel uh, about you know this team and, and how they're getting the results that they're getting. It allows them to play, though, uh, the way they're going in such a conservative fashion. Low-risk football. Mm-hmm. It's low-risk football. Mm-hmm. And when your offense doesn't turn it over and doesn't get sacks, Chris, you got a chance to win just about every football well, that, game. That's just right the thing. And, and and I think that's why I didn't put Heineke in my top five because of what you just said. If they manage the turnovers, they've been able to manage – again, they've been able to stop the hemorrhaging on the offensive line like you mentioned the sacks. They've been able to run the ball better. They've been able to protect the quarterback better. The quarterback is a big part of that. Mm -hmm. Not only his ability to scramble away from some sacks, but also better timing, you know, quicker release, all of that stuff. But the turnovers have me just scared to death because Heineke makes a few terrible throws, and I mean god-awful throws, every game. Right, and I'm sorry. I I I don't want to be a jerk. Don't apologize. I, I, I just it, it is what it is, right? <laughs> I, I every, mean, every show, Matt. There's at I least one reference. I, I don't want to be a jerk. Well, but I I'm not trying to be a jerk. You're not being a jerk. You're just giving honest analysis. Yeah, but you I should mean, never. Look, first of all, no one in this industry should ever apologize for honest analysis just because somebody, a fan, a caller, somebody might disagree with them. Right. But so. you, you you know how it is. Like God forbid you be honest. And, but it's your opinion, and, just and, like it is somebody else's. I know, but a lot of people don't like strong opinions. That, that I mean, that's part of the problem. But think about it, Chris. When they disagree with you, what are they bringing? A strong opinion. That, that's fair. They I, don't have to agree with it. I, I mean, it's some, okay. sometimes it's it's not the right 
strong opinion. Uh, yeah, it's it. it, it <laughs> you but know that's what, what it is. Yeah, I understand. I mean, I, you I, know, I understand. It, like it, it just like for me because he like if you look at that game last Sunday, right? I just went back and watched this over the last couple of days. Remember that throw on the second series of the game where he tries to kind of side flip it almost? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. They got very fortunate. Sure. Very fortunate that that wasn't a turnover. I mean, that was this close to a but turnover. It, and think about the it. The throw along right. the sideline on third and 15, this close to a turnover. Right. But a lot think of about uh, I will say this, though, Chris. You could argue Mahomes does things like that. Yes. That. You would in say not traditionally. Oh, that's a bad decision. That's a fair. That's okay, fair. That's, that's a bad fair. decision. Or he forces a ball into a window, and you're like, oh wow, how did he do that? Okay, now Mahomes has more success doing some of those off schedule things than Taylor does, but that doesn't necessarily mean it was the greatest decision by Patrick Mahomes. So the same thing that we can smoke Taylor Heineke for. Yes, you can. At times, say the same about a guy like Patrick Mahomes. In all fairness, well, you could say it about Patrick Mahomes. You could say it about Josh Allen. You could say it about you know Justin Herbert. They all make high wire, high risk. Absolutely. The difference is there's a different upside to those guys. So, like Josh Allen, everybody's all worried, you know, because of the red zone turnovers Mm -hmm. and all this. And and fine. Um, By the way, did you see the play that he made last night Mm -hmm. on on that touchdown to Gabe Davis? He's look. I love. I've told y'all Gabe Davis was going to be a freaking star. I know you were right on. You were right on. American Athletic Conference wide receiver Gabe Davis. Um, But 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 did but that's like everybody's all worried about that. The difference between Taylor Heineke and what people are worried about. And Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or you know or uh, Justin Herbert or whatever is the upside. Right, the, but the, is the, it the ceiling? But is it the is same different. thing that we're talking about with Mahomes and Allen, and even what Heineke is trying to do on a lesser scale? It's like the basketball player that takes a no, no, no shot, and then it goes in, and everybody goes, "Oh, okay, great shot." Yeah, you know, yes. it's the same L- thing. Listen, you hold your breath on. In sports, in a lot of different ways, sure. right? I mean, and we could talk about all the different ways that 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 you can hold your breath, right, and be scared and biting your fingernails and all. But that remember, stuff. though, Chris, one hundred percent of the plays you don't make are the ones that you don't try to make. So Heineke's trying to make a play mm-hmm. any way he can right now. Because of the desperation of this team. When you're this far, at, I mean, look, up until this past week, they were outside of the wild card looking in. Mm-hmm. So what I do appreciate is the fact that this team is showing that urgency, that desperation to get the result every week that they're looking for. But again, the, the plays you don't make are the ones you don't try to make. You can't make a play if you don't try to make it. And when Carson that. Wentz is getting sacked nine times, he's not making a play. You know, Heineke's at least trying to make a play. Is there greater risk at times with him? Yeah, because Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes are going to have probably 15 to 18 more plays a game to try and make a play than Taylor mm-hmm. Heineke is. Mm-hmm. Taylor Heineke threw the ball 23 times last week. Mahomes and Allen are going 30-plus every week. So... They're going to have a greater opportunity to get one of those off-schedule wacky plays to work out. Mm -hmm. That's always going to make the highlight reel. Whereas Heineke may have one or two plays like that a game where he can make that high-risk play that ends up on the highlight reel in a positive vein for the football team. So, you know, the same reasons we crush Heineke are the same questionable decisions that a Mahomes or an Allen make but because of their their skill set, the players around them, mm-hmm. the opportunity for that play to work out more is on their side as opposed it is to Heineke's. That's all. So, I mean that that's the that's the difference when you start comparing. Like Sabah tries to break down the analytics and the the plays that those guys make, and she's right in many respects. Some of those guys do the same thing from a decision making standpoint that Taylor Heineke does. It's just they've pulled it off more, and they get the benefit of the doubt because they have done it more off schedule because they get the greater opportunity to do it off schedule. We've watched them do it. We've watched them get to the postseason. 
Now Taylor Heineke is getting that opportunity here, and he's trying not to screw it up. Right. But as I told you yesterday, and I think this is true, if you can tell a coach or a coaching staff, hey, I can go from very good to great if I have the ability to make plays off-platform and 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 you know I can demonstrate and practice and then in games and whatever that I can absorb some blows, I can roll safely. But here's the thing, though, Chris. Washington does not have the margin for error that I, a Kansas City I understand that, but they also Buffalo don't have does. the talent to, that, but that's to, what I mean. to, right. to, do, it, to right. do it that way. That's, that, but that's my point. Right, but, but that's part of what holds Taylor Heineke back and why I don't think either one of us putting him in the top five is embarrassing or humiliating or whatever. It's just being honest. It's just being honest. The, get it, the, the, the guy is a gritty competitor, warrior, whatever you want to call him, he does some nice things. He's not consistent enough for anybody, period, anybody. And he obviously lacks that that extra notch, that extra gear, that extra level, whatever it might be, okay? And, and, and again, most teams, like if anybody did this anywhere in 31 other cities in America, NFL cities, Pete, the quarterback would absolutely be in the top five. But here we have a rookie running back, we have two uh, defensive linemen, a safety, and a wide receiver. I mean, it's kind of crazy if you think about it. In Kansas City, if they're doing this, who's number one? Mahomes. Duh. In Tampa, who's number one? <sighs> right now, I mean, it, it, it's it still got to be Brady. Might right? still be I Brady. Mean, they have, you know, they have no running game. They're offensive line you get my point like mm-hmm. in most nfl cities if not all nfl cities zach wilson or mike white wouldn't be on the jets that's a fair right now that that's fair that's fair so that's that's a just, good one i mean that's a you know houston's quarterbacks wouldn't be up there there's no chance davis mills would i be mean up there. and and i guess what i Matt meant Ryan by that is i'm talking about like winning teams no, sure, or, sure. Or, or playoff contending fair. teams like in, like in, where would daniel new york with the giants right where would daniel, would daniel jones, jones be? i mean he wouldn't be number one but he might be by default right now they well, would be number one would be number he wouldn't one. be number one but he'd probably be in the top five just because yes. he's one of the few guys left right. but wouldn't you have to put saquon number one uh based on how they have to win right now yes yeah I mean, I would put Leonard Williams up there, certainly be, in the top two, two or three. Two, fine. I, I mean, you know, maybe you would say, uh, who's the left tackle, the kid that they drafted a couple of years ago? Um, Thomas, uh, out of Georgia. Yeah, Andrew Thomas. Mm-hmm. Is it Andrew Thomas, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's been, you know, he's been much better. Um, they're, still, know, you, they're still waiting on consistency from Thibodeau. Right. But exactly. he could poke his head up at any exactly. time. He would, you know, he's a he's a guy that I mean, Washington's got to handle this week. Maybe if Adoree Jackson is healthy, when he's healthy, he's never healthy. I know, never um, healthy. but maybe. You know, my point being is, on most contending NFL teams, the most important player, the most important player is the quarterback number one, and certainly in the top three. And yet here we're saying both of us not only don't have him at number one. Don't have them at number three or in the top three. Don't even have them in our top five. And again, the original genesis of this was putting was wondering where Commanders fan base thinks Brian Robinson is. But I mean, we can further expand it to the conversation on Taylor Heineke. Is Taylor Heineke in your top five? Is Brian Robinson not in your top five? And I guess the question would be. Is why is he not in your top five? Let's go to the phones. 301-230-0980. Line one. Derek gets to start us off this morning in Capitol Heights. What's up, Derek? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Hey, Derek. I'm take a different approach in addressing the question. Um, for weeks and weeks and weeks at the start of the season, we were looking for what is the team's identity. Um, and then all of a sudden, the defense came together. And all of a sudden, the offense came together, specifically the run game on the offense. And ironically, it feels like everything came together when there was a quarterback change. I understand Haneke has deficiencies in the passing game. I get all of that. Um, With all that being said, I would say one and two for me is whoever's running the ball and Heineke. Um, I've been in and out all week listening to the show. Was Did you all confirm if Gibson got benched to his 
Well, no, um, no, because he's he's actually injured, but they lied about the injury. Okay, they said there was no injury, yeah. and then he hasn't practiced. This lied might be a stretch. They they were asked if it was about an injury, and he and and Ron said no after the game. But they didn't offer any clarification, and then Antonio Gibson shows up on the injury report, and he hasn't practiced the last two days. Okay, okay, gotcha. Um, and, and the fact that the offense has struggled a little bit in scoring points, um, Heineke without the turnovers, being a game manager and still trying to be himself as well, again, without the turnovers, to me is probably the most important aspect of the team. Thank you. All right, appreciate the phone call. So he's saying, uh, by the way, I I should clarify, Gibson practiced limited on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. He did not practice at all yesterday. That could be just a rest thing and a hope it doesn't get better thing, but he's dealing with a foot injury of some sort. We don't know if it's turf toe. You know, usually they distinguish between toe and foot. So, again, I don't know what it is. Turf toe is the one thing that had tripped him up uh, back in his first year. Yes, exactly. But usually on the injury report, usually on the injury report, they distinguish between Mm -hmm. toe and foot. So it could be, you know, again, plantar fasciitis. It could be whatever. Uh, But he was able to practice in a limited vein on Wednesday. Did not practice uh, yesterday. As far as what Derek was saying, so basically he, I mean, unless I misunderstood, he's basically saying that Heineke. Is not, did I understand him right when he said like Heineke is the most important? Well, basically his his approach managed- was because things kind of changed when he took over at the quarterback right. position, and that that is accurate. That's an accurate observation. Yes. Now, now Carson Wentz defenders or maybe non Taylor Heineke fans would say, well, they won that game Thursday night in Chicago. With Carson Wentz and maybe a fortunate bounce on special teams. Mm-hmm. I would argue, just in fairness, that they started not necessarily winning games when Brian Robinson started emerging, but he did have a touchdown off of that that fumble mm-hmm. punt in that game that won them the game. And overall, I would say I... Me, this is me, and maybe this is just the the non-believer in Heineke long-term as anything more than, you know, just, again, a guy. I would tend to say with Brian Robinson's emergence, they started winning games. And the defense becoming mostly dominant. Not totally dominant, but mostly dominant. Let's get our boy G from the shop in here before we hit the break. What's up, G? Yeah, man. Hey, Terry McLaurin won, man, because, for one, he got the track record. He's been doing it with, with, with chopped liver for years. And on top of it, he get, he get the other defense from the other team, man, a dude that you got to plan and prepare for, man, because he's a killer. So, Terry McLaurin, number one. Y'all always anointing John Allen, number two, man, or number one out. Because he's coachable and he's the safe pick. You know what I'm saying? A lot of y'all just read stats. Deron Payne is number two because, man, he's the, he's an animal. And everybody always want to be, be skeptical on the dudes that got perceived maturity problems. Man, I like them problem child man, players, man. Them players that's going to fight on the sideline because they want to win. So Deron Payne, number two. Heineken's is number three for the simple fact. If you touch the football as much as Heineken and don't lose the football game for your team, He's got to be in there, man. So shout out Heineken. Logan Thomas pushed us over the top to be a certified playoff contender, Super Bowl contender, because every team that matters in the football NFL got a tough tight end. So Logan Thomas is number four because he puts us in a – he real deal. John Allen, number five, but I'm going to put Derek Ford's number six on mention because when Cam Curl was out, Younger came off the bench, man, and gave us everything, man, we wanted, man, and more. And he's still doing it. Sean Taylor-style hits. So Dirk Ford turned the attitude up, man. And all that, man, matter, man. That's why football is a team sport, man. Everything in lockstep and burrow, man. But that's my five. Trey, DeRon Payne, Heineken, Logan Thomas, John Allen, Dirk Ford's looking over the pit. 
Appreciate you, G. And again, appreciate you. Love you too, man. G's got the vinegar. Take care of that youngin' this weekend. Good luck in hoops for him as he's finished up football now into hoops. Now, again, that just goes to show you where the observations are. In the first two calls, we've had a Heineke. Mm -hmm. And one of the great discussions about this team is the Payne and Allen discussion. It really is. But that's because Duran has played his ass off this year. Yeah. Duran has closed that to, gap. To put himself in that discussion I agree. Of, of, of not just how much money is he going to get paid in the offseason, but how important it is that you re-sign him in this offseason. Put some dollars in front of this man right now. See if you can see if you can wrap it up before he even gets to free agency. Ron said last week, uh, he basically promised that Duran would be back. You didn't say how, though. Well, they, they, I, I still think they're going to have to You got to put the him. money in front of him. In front of him. Now that you do have the tag option, which does help. So that does help Washington, just like it helps Baltimore if they want to keep Lamar without putting a huge amount of guaranteed dollars in front of him. 301-230-0980. Look at the first two calls already. In terms of the importance individually of these players on this team right now, we've already seen a wide variety of opinions so far. What's yours? 301-230-0980. Streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. This is one of Chris's favorite songs, but I would have to ask him the one line in the song that has always made me wonder through the years because I'm, I don't have knowledge. This is just out of ignorance. The smell of colitas rising up I through knew, the air. I knew you were going there. Um, I'm assuming that's some kind of illegal narcotic or <laughs> dope or something. <laughs> That's great. I mean, I when, I, when, I, when, I, when I hear that word, I'm thinking like right. colon or something. Yeah. No, probably not. I knew you were going there. So. Smell of my buttocks so rising up through the air. Here's the Google definition. Okay. Google. For whatever. From my Google machine. On a dark desert hunt. No. On a dark desert highway. Yeah. Cool wind in my hair. Cola. Okay. It says, is the Spanish word for tail, as in an animal tail. Marijuana buds are commonly known as foxtails. Ah. Colitas is a plural diminutive form of that. So the line means the smell of buds. Okay. So the warm smell of buds, basically (laughs) marijuana. That's just a language I'm not familiar with. (laughs) Right. But, but, I mean, I've always wondered the same thing, and I forgot what the actual, you know, because I looked it up one time because I, I, much like you, I, I, what, what the hell is this warm smell of colitas? Like I was like Coca Colas. Like you know, is it is it like a like sexual what is Glenn, reference? What is Glenn Fry saying here? Yeah. But remember, <laughs> remember that song was released in 1976, right? When I mm-hmm. was three years old. Okay, I'm almost 50. You know, like back then, marijuana was. I mean, back then. Uh, Ten years ago, marijuana was considered like some sort of taboo thing, mm-hmm. right? Especially in the 70s. But we all know that all of those bands, all of those artists, all of those musicians were just rocking it and stoned out of their mind, okay? <laughs> but it was taboo. It was illegal. So when you get the Eagles and you find out what that means, uh, for those of you that care... You're like, ah, the boys, Donnie Hens and Glenn Fry, getting after it. (laughs) Getting after it. Smoking some good buds. Smoking some (laughs) gunch. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever the the terminology you use. Yeah, there's a lot lot of terminology that, uh, you know. Let's get out the line three. Mark's in Landover Hills. What's up, Mark? Uh, Oh, there it is. Sorry about that, Mark. Mark? Hey, what's happening, Chris? What's up? How are you? I'm doing fine, sir. How about yourself? Doing great as always. 
Why does it say it's Mark like, and Norfolk on my uh, on on my screen here? So it says Mark and Landover Hills on mine. It's a, on my that's why I missed it because it says Mark and Norfolk on line three. <laughs> I was like, huh? Wait, like we yeah. don't have a Mark and Norfolk that calls us. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Hello. Yes, gotcha. Sorry, Mark. I was just curious about why it said Mark and Norfolk. That's okay, because a lot of people call you with the same name as me. No big deal. I don't have a pet patent on it or anything, Chris. Right. I don't want to do that. There you go. Hey, man, I was just thought, thinking about the top five and was telling Matt that, you know, I think what people are really missing here, and I, I noticed, man, is there's been lots of time in professional sports down through the years to where there's been teams that have won it all, to where they really didn't have any real, real superstars or anything or that weren't you know, a shoe in certainly the 60 pirates come to come to mind. And I think there's a term out there that we, we could pretty much use to cover what we're talking about with Taylor Heineke and it's called synergy. And it's really, really important when you got 11 guys on each side, much more so than I think people are giving it credit for. And, you know, no matter what his talent level is or whatever, he seemed to certainly, bring the synergy out in the team with the along with their development. And I think you would definitely have to say you have to put him in the top five. I, I mean, look, there there is something to synergy and chemistry and leadership and the intangibles and the check it, the boxes. Right. And, and is synergy sustainable, though, over a – the great thing about it in football – in football, you do not – it's not like basketball and hockey where you play 80 regular season games. Mm-hmm. Not like baseball, of course, where you play 162. Right. All right? You right. can. Exactly. You can escape with synergy because it's a much shorter period of time with only 17 games. But even through 17 games, is synergy sustainable uh, for another five weeks with this football team? That's the fascinating part to me is, is over the next five weeks – is that synergy because of number four sustainable here? And because we just don't have a track record on him, we don't have a lengthy track record on him. Even though his win loss record in his starts right now right. is starting to look pretty darn good, and the track record on him, quite honestly, is inconsistent. That I mean, that's the track record. That's true, Chris. But you also have to remember, track record is track record, like the old guys used to say. Yeah. Hey. You know, hey, the wins are what count. Your, oh, your cohort, after you, what's he say? Man, it's the W that counts, bro. Yeah. I mean, that, no, Pete, no, Pete's right on it, and I understand you're on it. I mean, you know, everybody, like, understands that, you know, you've got to win games no matter how you win games, whether it's 6-3 or 42-39 or whatever it is. It's just, you know, yeah. I, 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 think there's, I think there's more to it than just finding a way to win by the – uh, what's that adage? The uh, skin, skin of your of teeth, your teeth, or uh, your chinny or chin 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 whatever it is. I was when trying to come. and puff yeah. and blow your. I was trying down. to combine. The, I mean that you know because ultimately that catches up to you. Like center. Like here, here, here's one thing that that just came to mind. Real quickly, Mark. Uh, uh, Brian Dable brought tremendous synergy and a tremendous togetherness and a tremendous. Feeling of like overcoming mountains and obstacles to the New York Giants. We've talked about that a number of times. However, at eventually you run out of that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, I agree, Chris. That's a that's a very good example. I could as far as football goes. But since Pete, Pete, you were baseball guys too. Don't forget about that gentleman named Branch Rickey. And what did he say? Luck is the residue of design. And I'll let you get to some other callers, guys, and make sure you Appreciate have a nice it, Mark. Day. Thank Great you. Appreciate you, Mark. I mean, you want to talk about synergy, Howie Kendrick on the 2019 Nationals. I mean, yeah. especially in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, they caught synergy at the right time. You know, you get a ball that goes under Trent Grisham's glove and you go from being potentially eliminated to all of a sudden you're in the lead and you win a world championship. Right. I mean, you're 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 five you're four outs from being eliminated. Mm-hmm. You're four outs from being eliminated. All of a sudden, two and a half weeks later, you're the world champion. So, and Howie Kendrick had seemingly every big hit yeah. in that stretch. Well, I, I, you know, including obviously in Game Seven of the it World just, Series. Crazy. Yeah.
But that's that's an example of where synergy in a shorter period mm-hmm. of time. Because mm-hmm. I think your point about the Giants is starting to yeah. come to fruition. Because that's not to say that they can't win this game. No, though, but this they're week. they're over the past couple of weeks. Right. They've started to stall a little bit. You know, they're that person that forgets you got to change the oil in your car. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're traveling down Route Four, and you see this white smoke coming out of the back of the car. And that smell that is so obvious, and you just want to roll up, pull your window down, and pull up next to him and say, "Hey, you got to go get your oil changed, moron! Mm-hmm. Your car's about to blow up." Okay, now is that where the Giants are heading? Is this their weekend to pull into their oil change place and get their, you know, lube and filter done? It's may- I mean, it's possible. It's possible, but the question is: is is Washington? You know, was Taylor Heineke that new oil filter and synthetic oil that has helped galvanize and bring this team together right now? And that engine is humming along at a pretty good clip for Washington. Um, Zim489, at Zim489, says, Jonathan Allen, number one, Lady Luck, number two. I think that's. I think that could be an accurate statement. Terry McLaurin, Cam Curl, Charles Leno. Interesting. Love it. We we neither one of us put Leno in there. Leno would be right outside of my top five, but I mean, I certainly can see him in there. But when he says Lady Luck, see, I I don't like winning games by quote unquote being no, lucky. But to your point, ball turnover worthy plays for any quarterback. Yes. The lucky part of yeah. it is they're not turnover plays. They're turnover worthy. You're right. You're but right. they're not turnovers. You're right. But I mean, he could have easily gone from one interception to to, to three turnovers 100%. on Sunday. And if, they, and if one of those turned into a turnover, they likely lose that but game. But that's why that's why that category is turnover worthy mm-hmm. and not just straight turnovers. Exactly. No, you're right. Okay. You're right. I mean, that's you know, and, and it's like we've tried to quantify defensive linemen through the years. No longer do we look at sacks. We look at quarterback You're right. hurries. You're right. Okay? Because we've, as offenses have developed to get the ball out quicker, mm-hmm. the sack numbers as a whole come down yeah. for a lot of players. So now we have to quantify them by, well, I was close. I was there. You know, I had a hand on his left arm as he was throwing with his right. So they're going to give me a quarterback hurry because I was, I was there. I was in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And that's a positive way to... You know, to, to to enlighten a defensive lineman, even in this day and age where quarterbacks are getting the ball out of their hand as fast as they ever have. Let's go to line four, Matt's in Leesburg. What's up, Matt? What's up, Pete? It's Matt, your boy over here in Leesburg. Hope you're doing well. Same to you, man. Yeah, I just wanted to go off script. Yeah, I just wanted to hope. And Chris, don't worry about your opinions, man. You know, you're, you have... You have strong opinions, but don't let these people give you a hard time. Nah, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate you. you. I, you know, I probably worry about it more than I should, but I appreciate you. Don't worry about it, man. Keep keep on trucking. I'm going off script a little bit, and I just want to, you know, I've been I've been thinking about the the Heineke stuff. Everybody loves Heineke, but I just you you envision the the ceiling, and you you look at the games coming up. You pretty much know he's going to have at least one stinker, where he's going to throw some terrible interceptions. And you look at how he plays, and really, to me, I watched a lot of Sam Howell at UNC. You know, Notre Dame played him a few times, and I watched some other games. And to me, Sam Howell reminds me of Taylor Heineke in a lot of ways. You know, stature, his ability to, you know, he's not super fast, but he can avoid pressure in the pocket. But he has an elite arm, and he's going to make mistakes, too. So you look at kind of, if you had a graph there, I mean, I'm not talking about the intangibles. I mean, yeah, everybody wants to make the playoffs, but we want to be beyond that at some point where we can be a team that can win in the playoffs. And you look at Sam Howell, he has an arm that is elite, and I don't think people understand that, and I don't know. I remember the only analogy I'd make is to go back to when Mike Shanahan, and it was, it was a big controversy, in Denver, he was in the playoff chase, or he was he was doing well. He benched Jake Plummer for Jay Cutler. Yep, and yep. it was kind of a ballsy move. But I don't know. Like, I love Heineke, but you know, I look at this Howell guy. He brings a lot of the same skill set to the table and has that elite arm. Sure as heck would like to see what we have with him. At some point, you're going to get that in training camp next year. <laughs> Unfortunately, 
unless both he, both Heineke and Wentz get hurt, you're not going to get that now. I'm with you, though. I'm intrigued to see what it looks like down the road. But right now, there's no doubt number four is the man large and in charge. Matty, appreciate you, as always. No bigger Notre Dame fan out there than uh, my man Matt. We'll take a break. Russell, give us a look at what's trending. More of your calls. We'll hear from Jeff in Vienna with his top five commanders coming up next. The variance in opinions is exactly what we thought you know, about this commander's team or the individual players that in their level of importance, how do you see it? One through five. You can go one through three. It doesn't matter if you want to come up with a list of five like we did. Feel free. 301-230-0980. It is getting chippy, chippy, chippy between Uruguay and Ghana. The winner moves on. It's been a great start for the Uruguayans. Chris has all the details coming up right here on What's Trending. All right, and we are brought to you by the Maryland Vehicle Theft Protection uh, Prevention Council. Maryland drivers, did you know a vehicle is stolen every 49 minutes in the state of Maryland? The key to preventing theft is in your hands. Lock your car, take your key, use an anti-theft device, learn more about vehicle theft prevention at mdautotheft.org. All right, so we'll start with the World Cup. As Pete just mentioned, things uh, indeed chippy, but going the way of Uruguay, up 2-0. Uh, right now in the 43rd minute over at Ghana. Meanwhile, Portugal and South Korea now tied up at 1-1 in the 43rd minute as well. Of course, the U.S. men's national team coming up tomorrow. Uh, and Kristen Pulisic, apparently, according to uh, Greg Berhalter, is looking, quote, pretty good, end quote, to play against the Netherlands. Now, a weird story that I've been tracking over the last half an hour. There was a report that got the attention of everyone, that former NFL and Saints quarterback and future Hall of Famer Drew Brees had been struck by lightning while filming a commercial for a sports book. Apparently that is not true. According to Kat Terrell of ESPN, she said uh, via her Twitter, quote, I just texted Drew Brees. He says he's good and that he did not get struck by lightning, end quote. Um he was filming a commercial for a sports book uh, in a remote part of the world. So we'll see what happens with that. But apparently for right now, Drew Brees said to be okay. And for the commanders who hit the practice field in about a half an hour to wrap up preparations for the Giants, Antonio Gibson did not practice yesterday. Neither did Dax Milne, Benjamin St. Just, or Trey Turner, Tyler Larson, Chase Young, and Logan Thomas were all limited on Wednesday and Thursday. And that's what's trending. I was just watching this video in between commercials. Kangaroo has got a dog in a headlock. And this guy runs at the kangaroo. The kangaroo finally lets go of the dog. And the guy punches the kangaroo in the face. And the kangaroo just kind of stands there like, like, wow, you just hit me in the face. That's not good. (laughs) It's funny. It's like the kangaroo is like this. It's like a stuffed animal. So he's inside the thing. And the guy's like, he's just looking at the guy that punched him like, what'd you do that for? (laughs) Kangaroos are amazing animals, though, by the way. I love watching kangaroos. I'm 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 a closet kangaroo type of guy. Love watching kangaroos. Um... In their Who natural was it, state. Was it the kid? The old cat was it Captain Kangaroo? Right? Um, was the well? There, there is a man named Captain Kangaroo, right? Bob Keeshan. Yeah, he was right? Captain Kangaroo. Right, that was the show that I'm thinking about. Right, uh, when I was a kid. Right, or yeah. when we were kids. Right, right? CBS yeah. Captain Kangaroo on CBS. Right. Yes. Okay. All right. Is there? I mean, you know, uh, he Captain Kangaroo didn't act like a kangaroo though. <laughs> He wasn't putting dogs in headlocks on stage. He was just a nice guy welcoming guests on, like my man Captain Chesapeake up in Baltimore on Channel 45. Every afternoon, every afternoon I come home from school, I watch Captain Chesapeake and Chessie. What a simple, what a simple concept that probably made them a lot of money at Channel 45 back in the day. I watched the Flintstones and Woody Woodpecker. Oh, absolutely. And the the Jetsons. Remember the Jetsons? Yes. Um, By the way, uh, 
not only did you have It's Academic, but former Washington Redskin Roy Jefferson huh? was the host of It's Elementary on Channel 7. Yeah. Roy was Roy was terrific. Roy could have been a media star even more had somebody really pursued it with him. So he was a good dude. Um, real quickly, before we get back to the calls, mm-hmm. I just went over to the other side of the building because I just kept hearing uh, smelling this You love going to the other side of the building, by the way. Well, I, I like to move during the show. I go to so the bathroom, I. I, get I coffee, walk, what I, have I mean, you. I stand up during segments because my... My my uh my Fitbit tells me to. So. You got to get the lactic acid out and all that stuff, right? God knows, Second I've got lactic acid reference on yeah. the show in less than two hours. I, mean, I like it, but God knows, Whoa. I've got I've got plenty of that. I've got plenty of other acids in my body. Mm. Uh, I'm just wasting away. Uh, but anyway, I started smelling this unbelievable. Like you, you were like, oh, the smell of uh, Lisa Ann's perfume. <laughs> no, 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 no. This fat guy. Smells food. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> exactly. Well, not that kind of food, Dan. We're still appreciative of you in a weird, twisted sort of way, as long as you sell the freaking team and get out of our miserable lives. But anyway, B. Mitch made gumbo. Mm. And he's got two monstrous pots, one of white rice and one of this unbelievable... Spicy chicken sausage, um, whatever else you put in gumbo. Oh, my God. I don't know if I've ever had gumbo before. I I mean, I've only been to New Orleans one time. I ate nothing while I was down there except a slice of pizza (laughs) and, like, two two eggs and a biscuit at the the Superdome. I never ate anything New Orleans-based when I was there. I drank... New Orleans-based stuff. Mm. I had a couple of hurricanes that knocked your boy off his keister. Woo! Been to New Orleans a bunch of times. Had a basketball tournament down there in the mid-90s and uh, have been to Tulane, obviously, to broadcast a couple of games for Navy. So always a decent time down there. Let's get Jeff and Vienna in here to complete this hour here on Touchdown at 10. What's up, Jeff? Pete, you want to smell some Kalitas, make the short drive to Union Station and walk four blocks. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, I don't think I don't think you even have to do that anymore. You literally could walk outside uh, this building and uh, and you're smelling plenty of Kalitas. Exactly. And uh, a good show to add to the DVR is called To Catch a Smuggler on Discovery Network. It's hilarious and sad at the same time. Dude, I, I, I got to tell you, Jeff, I mean, I'm a closet Discovery Channel guy. Like, when I'm on an airplane and I watch some of the other shows they've got, they do a fantastic job. It's very entertaining. So you, that's a good call yeah, there. I'm going to have to check it, that it's out. Just full of, it's full of people in Peru, Colombia, JFK, and Miami who hadn't figured out that that's not mine, didn't work with your parents, and it's not going to work with Customs and Border Patrol either. So, yeah, no doubt. Um, it, it, it's very interesting. So on the top five, this is just my lack of knowledge. What is the Wentz salary cap implication for next year? Anything? If they release him, it's nothing. If they release him, it's nothing. If they keep him, it's, a, I think, 29 or $30 million or so. It does go up a little bit from the $28 million. So between that and the the two versus the three draft pick, I think I would put him in my top five Mm -hmm. just because of the future implications of what's coming down the pike. Um, But I I would just go with McLaurin and the entire defensive line for the most part. That's that's where the heart of that team seems to be to me. But I, I don't think you can discount whatever Wentz has hanging over the future ability of that team to be nimble around the salary cap and draft picks well, either. Again, you know, like the best thing that they, there's two great things that they've done. One, they didn't readjust his contract. They, they didn't renegotiate. I was fearing that they were so gaga over him that they were going to give him a contract extension, which was going to lower the value this year from the $28 million that they're currently paying him and currently charged. Um, and, um, and, and therefore push money down the line. Actually, next year, I'm just looking it up. According to OverTheCap.com, his cap number actually goes down. None of it's guaranteed. 
uh, but it's 26.17 million against the cap. But he's got a roster bonus due. I believe it's the fifth day of the league year or the third day of the league year. So they're going to have to make a decision like before free agency or, you know, before that date, um, which they would make it before free agency. So they have the money. I can't imagine that they're keeping him at 26 million. Right. I I mean, even if you don't, Get a deal done that's with Taylor Heineke. That's not prudent football judgment. Right. In particular, if I've got the choice to spend that kind of money, right. I'm spending 20 plus million on pain before I spend yes. it on Wentz. But if you keep him, I, there is a way to keep him. It's, you know, hey, Carson, you're not going to make this money anywhere else. Right. Well, that's true. Do you want to stay here? That's 100% true. You know, do you want to stay? Like, like, forget about Taylor Heineke. Now, Taylor Heineke got, you know, his uh, $12 million a year from some desperate team that doesn't know what they're doing. Maybe New Orleans, for instance, or or whoever, right? And and, and say Taylor Heineke is out of the mix. Well, you, you could keep Carson Wentz and have him and Sam Howell battle, but you would have to keep Wentz only at a dramatic discount. Like he would have to do business with you, uh, Carson. You're not going to make 26 million this year anywhere else, so you're not going to make it here. But if you'd like to stay here for five million, we could talk. Yeah, that makes sense. And having Howe on the rookie contract, whether he pans out or not, having a QB on the rookie contract is kind of the key to salvation these days as much as anything else. No doubt. No doubt. Thank you, Jeff. Have a good weekend. Yeah. Have uh, be, safe, a- be safe with your travels, man. you got a big weekend. Cer- certainly will. Where in the world is Jeff to, uh, in Vienna? A warm day in Atlanta and a very cold day. Incentive. Absolutely. Bundle How about up. that? That's a that's like a great weekend bid on Fridays. Where in the world are Pete on sports and <laughs> Jeff in Vienna? Well, we have constantly we all, going. We already somewhere. have uh, uh, Sanchez already made up the where in the world is Pete Medhurst. Why don't we put like we got to get a picture of Jeff in Vienna? Jeff, send us a picture, and we can get Sanchez to do a where in the world is Jeff in Vienna. It's becoming okay. great bits on the show. Yes. And that's the great part of this. We're having so much fun with the show. Our fans are into it, and people are doing bits off of the show. So it makes it so much fun to show up here every day at 9 o'clock. Shout out to my guy, the Hanover Hustler, Russ Adams, listening in while he's driving around up there in Hanover, PA today. He's listening on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.